This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast.com. Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you are listening to Star Wars on the Left. What is it, R2? Yes, R2. I know all about Star Wars Indirect. It's the live talk show dedicated to the Star Wars universe. A podcast? Don't get technical with me, you funny little twerp. Just go to StarWarsIndirect.com and listen to the live broadcast. Star Wars Indirect is a proud member of the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, tsfpn.com. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> at planetfandom.com <laughs> Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company, or quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come! The project's like the demon's pulling us in! You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. And welcome to Star Wars on Direct on this Tuesday, August 30th, 2005. This is Sebastian talking to you without a computer tonight because he forgot his power supply at home. You can Congratulations. Sl- you can Sebastian. slap me if you want, so there's going to be no more on the webcam than what you saw, which is basically a little poster of Star Wars on Direct on Danny's wall, which was moved by about two centimeters, then for throwing all the, f- the feng shui away. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Whom you just heard laugh? Do, do you our feel, producer. Do you feel like a are you an old style newscaster with the paper? I I feel like classy right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't have a tie. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> what a nice way to begin a show. <laughs> All right. Of course, I'm joined by Brian tonight as well, who will be doing the interview with Rob Watkins, developer of the Star Wars miniatures 
collectible, playable miniatures game. That's right. So we're going to have a small talk with him. Yes. That was kind of a joke shown in there. Minis, small talk. (laughs) 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 Where's my my trout again? All right. I'm going to have a Star Wars crazy, Seb's crazy theory later on, just so you get ready. Uh, Of course, we're going to have the usual segment, the polls, collecting news, fan audio release, and the community update. Right now, Brian's going to tell us how you can contact us. You can contact us by email at studio at swndirect.com. Our Star Wars on Direct newsletter, our chat, our webcam, our links to our live show, to our blogs, our message boards. Int. Hint, hint, hint. Wink, wink, nod, nod. You're gonna. S- we're gonna talk about that later. Yeah. Are all on our wi- main page, which is www.swndirect.com. You can catch us on the uh, on iTunes, on Podcast Alley. Uh, so go vote for us on Podcast Alley. It's not available. It's not yet. yet? Yeah. Oh God, sons of bitches! <laughs> <laughs> Don't go vote for us there. Go listen to us on iTunes. Search for uh, Star Wars on Direct. In your iTunes to catch or us, Star War, or, dr- or Star Wars. Yeah. That's it. Sound card as usual. So and also, I'm on the MSN tonight. Okay. So, uh, swindirect at hotmail dot com. Now, if you have questions for Rob, if you have questions for Rob, he's gonna get all the messages. I know all the girls are gonna be talking to him tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they usually talk to me, so. <laughs> okay. <Right>. I wish. <laughs> uh, like I said, sound card as usual. Uh, we have a new partner it's planetfandom.com it's our uh, friend Julius Harper creator of the audio drama Trek Wars The Fur Conflict he has come up with a new project planetfandom.com is a fan focused news source designed to keep sci-fi fans up to date with the latest info in sci-fi fan casting, fan film and fan animation working in conjunction with Star Wars Fanworks and Star Wars on Direct and others PlanetFandom.com hopes to build a database of timely and accurate information to become the premier authority on the web for science fiction, fandom projects and events. You probably heard the little promo at the start of the show. Also, what uh, Brian just mentioned, it was supposed to be for next week. Well, he, d- he didn't really mention it, so we can't keep it up for next week. But, but it's important. Yeah. It is. What's next week's show? Because you have a new special way for we you have to get we have to, to get it running before I leave for Paris. So. Exactly. Oh, so okay. uh, basically, uh, we have uh, since tsfpn.com, uh, their message board was on podcast entertainment network, and we didn't like the way the forum looks and worked. So we decided to not be dependent on another message board so we decided to create our own so if you go at swndirect.com slash forums basically just that you will access our uh, new message board which is uh, we have I I worked hard (laughs) just before the show just to put some forums and topic uh, ready there is nothing there yet maybe just subscribe and we'll get it running uh, this week so uh, I just want to say that in the j- in the past comment by our producer, we is an idiotic pronoun used by him only. <laughs> 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 For I firmly believe we should have kept on using other boards, but it's okay. They're really nice. 
I th- it's I just, just like gonna to be one Danny more board. They look really pretty. No, no, they they look really cool, and I can't wait to see if people are actually gonna come up and. Talk oh, they us. will. Hopefully, they will. Probably more than when we uh, all the boards that we we were. Uh, yeah, that's it. Like instead of board hopping, now we're gonna have like one home place, which is gonna be good for us and for the fans. And if it's down, it's because of us. There you and go. And our server. Yes. No. So no pressure on SimpleNet whatsoever. No whatsoever. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that's basically it. I will uh, pass through the uh, what we did uh, last weekend, and I will talk a- at the end if we have time. So, listeners, feedback. What do you mean what we did last weekend? Oh, okay. Well, if oh, you did ahead. something, yeah. Well, I was at SFX. I yeah. guess that would count for something. Yeah. But of I can course. talk about it in the community yeah, update that's anyway. It. That's it. So, uh, for email uh, listener feedback, uh, we have three emails that we will uh, answer. First, uh, the Amy Allen Horror from uh, Amnet. I need to go and see the... Uh, I forgot to prepare. Damn. I, I can tell you that it's basically the uh, person who was looking for the boards where we actually put the... Uh, yeah, the he's looking for your Sebastian Emoticon Theater. Yeah, that's right. My Something my like Emoticon that. Theater. So basically, uh, if you want to see uh, what Sebastian did for... Uh, to explain what had happened with uh, when we met uh, Amy Allen, go to the galacticsenate.com, go next to the Fanojo and Star Wars Fanworks forum, go to our thread, the Star Wars on Direct Show Announcement, and go to page 22. That's where you will find the... It's three posts, since there is a limit of emoticon you can use in one post. Yeah, apparently. So, so it's, <laughs> it's uh, on three or four posts consecutively. But so it's really, really funny. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Y- you haven't seen it? I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I saw it in person. Once is enough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I know. I was sitting next to Rich. I had the perfect view. <laughs> you. Okay? Everyone else. Can I ask you from why? From a different angle, from a different angle. I saw it. Head on, okay? Why didn't I, you, when I, you it's like the a train. Out. You should have taken the camera yeah, out. Yeah, that would have been worse. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. You would have run after him and like, give me that lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next, we had uh, an email f- about Star Wars minis from Noel Morales. I'm just going to get it up. Um, he wants what the average prices are for um, Star Wars boosters in U.S. dollars. And if you want to start a set, how much will you be spending? And how do you have to paint them yourselves? Firstly, the U.S. average U.S. dollars range from about the same price Canadian. For some reason, Canadian re- resellers <laughs> sell them at the same price that um, the U.S. retailers do. Wizards has the same price. They sell uh, their, their, their recommended retail value is the same in Canada and in U.S., regardless of, of different the exchange, of exchange. The exchange. There's like twelve ninety nine in the States, twelve ninety nine in Canada. Makes it great for Canadian collectors. Not so great when you go down south of the border if you want to buy a booster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, um, if you want to start a set, how much will you be spending? Sebastian, just a quick, how much have you spent on your collection? So far? Yeah. I would say some maybe around $100. Okay. That's about 5 so, oh well, wait, maybe two hundred dollars. Okay, two hundred dollars. <laughs> and you have enough to play. Oh yeah, more than enough to play. Okay, I've spent a lot more than that. 
And yeah, I it's probably 500 at least. <laughs> See, I just, I, ju- I just want to go for the clone troopers, so it's not that bad. Exactly. Then um, you play with them and realize it's just that bad. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you can spend, you know, you can get a, this, a starter set. I'd, reve- I'd recommend Revenge of the Sith starter. Mm-hmm. A couple of boosters, and you're good to play. Just begin with the starter set and two boosters. And like you're and that try you spent it like sixty bucks there, and you haven't invested that much, and they're really cool. You don't have to paint them; they're ready to play. Pull out the box, just play it. If you want to paint them, although we're pretty sure that you can. Yeah, you can. You can as well. Um, next but question. But they're pretty nice already. They are pretty nice. Oh yeah. So. Uh, we have a answer from Ralph. Ralph Onara, and he just is asked asked some general questions about the game. If you have any more questions, I'd be more than willing to help you out, as best of my knowledge. But uh, the foremost authority, who I refer to, is Mikael on Sith Clan, mm-hmm. because he's pulled out the rulebook a number of times and shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's happened quite a few times. and um, It's an Ia bitch when he does that. Oh, God, is he ever. <laughs> he's like, no, it's cover. Here's why. And he go- he opens the page, <laughs> and he knows exactly what page <laughs> He opens it, and... Damn, right that the the <laughs> and each point's right there. Read yeah. that. Anyway, uh, if you guys have any more questions, I'd be more than willing to help you guys start off the game. It's a great game. Cool. So we're just uh, gonna run down the people in the chat. The chat. We have Alhan, uh, Dark Jedi, Caster, Freezeor, Jedi Jane, uh, Raven, Rebel Scum, and Tiger Claw and Blood Cat. Cool. <laughs> Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Welcome to the miscellaneous news for this August 30th, 2005. We have, uh, Hyperspace is, uh, free now for seven days. You can have a seven-day trial on Hyperspace. Uh, which is at StarWars.com. But no. not if you're a Next user. If you're a Next member, like me, you cannot... A Next meaning... Like, uh, if you, you used you to be a member. You used to be registered to Hyperspace, oh. and you're not. You cannot you access. You just re- re- register as a different uh, email address. Yeah, that's it. You have to, to be logged on as a... That's why Upmail exists. <laughs> Seriously. Works really fine. <laughs> Obviously. But I wouldn't know anything about it. <laughs> anyway, no credit card is uh, required. You can just go check it out on StarWars.com. Um, this obviously a stunt. To try and gain more members. Yeah. Uh, for I, the was hard I was talking members. about it with Darth Psychotic. <laughs> he gave a good rant. <laughs> if you want to go read, check it out on Millennium Falcon. They have a topic uh, discussing... All about this hyperspace trial in their uh, is it desperation? Is it desperation? Yeah, I, I don't know. And like everybody's saying, like I'm not, I'm not renewing to this. It's crap. <laughs> it's not enough content, and mm. s- most of the stuff's gonna be on the DVD. Mm. I'm buying the DVD. Um, also, talking about the Revenge of the Sith DVD, it will be the only or the first major one of the first major releases uh, that will not come out on um, VHS. It's going to be a DVD-only release. All about right. time? About time, yes. Do you have so anything else uh, to say about the DVD? Because he learned something. Because I Oh, have. you did? Oh, Sebastian, enlighten us. 
Well, I was at SFX this past weekend, and as all of you know, Matthew Wood was a guest over there. Matthew Wood was the voice of General Grievous. And one of the questions that was asked by his assistant prior to the show when he was interviewing General Grievous, basically, because he brought all the stuff for the voice over there, which was really cool, um, we learned that, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Shakti will meet her fate in General Grievous at the beginning of the DVD of Star Wars Episode 3. Ooh, that's fucking awesome. Nice. Because, but in the book, she's, Mace Windu tells Anakin to stay at the temple and protect it with Master T. Mm. Ooh, continuity fuzzy there. Yeah, well. Which is real. (laughs) Which is real. (laughs) It's all the magic of the speed. Mm -hmm. And if I may add to DVD news, uh, there is more than likely to be a six pack of DVDs that will be released and new sort of special editions and they are working they are they are preparing to start work on it right now okay for the supercalifragilistic expiadelucious edition yes yeah okay okay also in my uh, last bit of news for this week it's the miniatures news the uh, Bith Rebel promo uh, repaint was re- at the release tournament for Universe Huge. So if you went to the tournament, you can pick. You would be, would have been able to pick up a Bith Rebel repainted. Cool. So that's it. If you want to go see it, I'm going to put up a link in the ch- main chat on for Sith Clan. Thank you. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. And welcome to this edition of the Collector's News for Tuesday, August 30th, 2005. Many battle packs have been, uh, will be coming out in shelves shortly. They're uh, giving you everything you need to experience a struggle against the dark side, because each battle pack includes figures on both sides of the battle between good and evil. Which side will, will, will win? Only you can decide. I totally messed up on that line, but that's okay. You sound like CNN.com. Thank you. Jedi vs. Separatist. <laughs> Experience the battle between the heroic Jedi and the Separatist forces with his cool set. Includes Jedi Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mace Windu, Darth Maul, and Jango Fett. Available at most retailers. Rebel vs. Empire will join the Rebel forces as they combat the evil Empire to determine, determine the, fi- the fate of the galaxy. Includes Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, and a Stormtrooper. Available at most fine retailers. Clone Attack on Coruscant, which will be an exclusively available at Target pack, spring into battle with these clone troopers as they speed across Coruscant in their gunship to fight the massive droid armies attacking the Republic. Includes Commander Bakara, four clone troopers, available exclusively at Starket, and this pack, we remind you, does not include a, gu- a gunship. So that's an extra $40 to just have more fun with your action figures. Jedi Temple Assault, available exclusively at Kmart, includes Anakin Skywalker, who succumbs to the dark side and leads an attack on the Jedi Temple, as Darth Vader in his Spheres Battle Pack. It includes Darth Vader, a clone pilot, and three clone troopers, available exclusively at Kmart. Actually, this is not the dark version of Darth Vader, it's only the Anakin version of Darth Vader. Imperial Throne Room, which is going to be also exclusively available at Kmart, Palpatine disbands the Senate and creates the first Galactic Empire, declaring himself Emperor. 
This battle pack displays the Imperial Throne Room and the Emperor's Entourage. Includes Emperor Palpatine, an Imperial Dignitary, a Stormtrooper, and two Royal Guards. Exclusively available at Kmart. And last, uh, Sultan Ott, available exclusively at Toys R Us. Imperial forces attack the Rebel li- Alliances. Echo Base on Hut icy surface in this exciting battle pack. Exclusive includes uh, General Veers, a Probot, and three Snowtroopers. Stu- snow exclusively available at Toys R Us. There is right now an eBay auction offering a glimpse at the Target exclusive Utapau Shadow Trooper, which looks very cool. For more information on this, you can always go take a look at GalacticHunter.com. And also on Galactic Hunter, you will find a lot of... Will you just wait? (laughs) (laughs) You said last thing, so... No, I mean in that battle packs thingy. You you can also see over at uh, GalacticHunter.com the second wave of Empire Plush toy, which includes the Yellow Chewie, the Blue Hunt Solo, the Red Clone Trooper, and the Green Leia Organa. Uh, Also... And now, Danny, this will be the final item. Uh, the Force Battlers of Yoda and the Emperor all will be coming out. Uh, those pictures can be found over at thegalactichunter.com. And this is all for the collecting news. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars Fan Audio community, and the only Fan Audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. And here are the Fan Audio News. Uh, Here's something new about the upcoming radio show Fan Praise Radio. Uh, as of now, the series is slated to feature two different types of episodes each month. One format will deal exclusively with fan films, while the other will deal exclusively with fan audio production. Both will appropriate, both appropriate genre news by. So they will uh, review each genre. Also, another second strike. At the end of June, an apparently unnoticed casting call for a writer was posted on the fan audio message board at theforce.net. The post was calling for someone to write the script for a non-continuity post Return of the Jedi audio drama trilogy. What's unusual is that it is called Second Second Strike Set in Motion. Nathan confirmed that this is not a new episode of Second Strike, nor a Razor's Edge audio production. The real Second Strike can be found at StarWarsFanWorks.com. Weird. Next, the end of Tatooine TV. No! Jeff basically uh, ended his uh, run, so it has been, uh, what he says, it it had it has been a great experience to write, produce, and mix these uh, comedic episodes. Uh, getting everyone to record this last one uh, has uh, been a pain I wish no longer to endure. So I say that's it. Goodbye, adios, and bye bye to Tatooine TV. I ran out of script ideas and people to record stuff. I'm not bitter. I have other audio ventures to move on to. Thanks for the kind words, the awards, even the not so kind words, and generally putting up with. A forty-something-year-old, uh, and by him, uh, yeah, forty-something-year-old. It's amazing that I learned everything I did on the fly and by emulating all of you here. I may 
in the future uh, no I may put out a special in the future but I need to take a break from Tightwind TV for a long while you all here have given me so much I will always be in your debt I don't want to start naming names but thanks to Nathan, Danny, Seb and Brian for giving me these little audio parodies a chance I hope my new venture will raise the bar and uh, some I brought around here you guys rock well this woman needs a rest <laughs> well you know what I'm pretty sure you're going to come up with a lot of specials because that's when you say you quit that all the ideas come popping in and you're like that would make a great Tatooine TV and you're just like writing them down and that's then you it. come up with a one hour special of Tatooine TV or that's something it. like that so here we go Also, in uh, just forgot about something quickly. In Galaxy's News, which is like Community, there is a new uh, expansion that will be released called The Trials of Obi-Wan. You'll be able to go to the planet Mustafar and uh, complete missions from the ghost Obi-Wan and the evil droid from the Knights of the Old Republic, HK-47. And you can get a really good prize if you uh, succeed. in One of the quests is a red uh, crystal for for your lightsaber. Yep. And the expansion will be released on November 1st, along with Episode 3 DVD and the Battlefront 2. That's going to be a big day, oh yes, for the wallet. The Sacramento Valley Rogue uh, Force will be meeting on September 4th. Uh, They will be meeting with the not-Governor Schwarzenegger at the Sacramento Comic-Con on September 4th at the Scottish Rite Center, 6151H Street, Sacramento. Stop by the booth and sail out to play Stomp the Jedi and win a prize. On Labor Day, on September 5th, the Tucson Fan Force, as known as Tucson's, will kick up their heels and meet at the ever-popular Booksman at the corner of Grant and Campbell. Bring your costumes, collectibles, your most recent purchase, and show it off. Tucson's Fan Force will also be discussing upcoming events such as Halloween DVD release, Christmas, and continuing to design their banner for the forums. Also, Dark Lady J- Jada will reveal her plans for a week of merriment to be hosted in Southwestern Regional Discussion Forums. Meeting will be held from noon until 2 p.m. Feel free to bring a snack to share. Rides offered to meeting if you need one. Come on, come all, and join the force. Just go to the boards.theforce.net, register if you're not already a member, and drop by, drop by these two forums to get more information. Uh, we want to say that the Art of Star Wars exhibition, which will be in Singapore from November 19, 2005 to April 3, 2006, at the Singapore Science Center Annex Building. Uh, for more information on this particular event, you can go to www.starwars.sg. We'll be featuring one of our friends, David Giva. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing the name right? Uh, one of his movies and uh, for that particular movie you can go to www.jaggiesbar.com slash lucas slash potj slash movs slash prime3.mov and check out its trailer its third trailer there's another trailer but pretty sure you'll find it all by yourself and lastly, uh, the editor of the Star Wars Aficionado, which is a UK fan magazine, uh, these guys actually popped in for the uh, Star Wars Celebration show. You can actually hear one of them ask a question mm-hmm. to Matt Stover. 
they are releasing the new, the latest edition of their magazine. It's actually out now. And uh, for more information, we're not too sure exactly where to go, but we'll be coming back up with, the, with more on this on the next show. Cool. And uh, I was at SFX this past weekend. And, it and was we will come back uh, on that at the end, maybe. How long do we have? I need like one minute. I need one minute. Okay. Do I have one minute? Yeah. And it was really cool, and Sabrina actually came back from San Diego with a lot of swag, and I picked up you guys Ooh. a little bit oh of yes. Serenity swag oh from yes. San Diego Comic-Con, nice. and from SFX this past weekend, because Alex, the CR of, or soon-to-be CR of Toronto, actually dropped by. The uh, Matt Wood panel and Kenny Baker panels were both terrific, and uh, this Matt Wood is such a great, great, great guy. I just can't believe We're it. We're drooling right now. You guys are like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. That's, uh, Thanks, Sebastian. Thank you, and Sabrina? Well, I what, what Sabrina had was actually a, a little... Also, what she also had was a Battlestar Galactica wristband. Like a, a rubber like, one? Like the re- yeah, like the Revenge of the Sith ones. Yeah. But it says Battlestar Galactica and it's from the Sci-Fi channel. But since I only have one of these and it's kind of engraved mm, yeah. and all, I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Just for purpose. <laughs> All right. Well, this concludes the show. On uh, no, I'm the just show? kidding. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I funny. I want my computer back. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be going to listen to Stormtrooper Bob number ten, Death of a Death Star, and we'll then we'll have. Are, are we going to have a musical break? No. We're not going to have a musical promo break. break as usual. After we'll have Bob, the, yeah. That's right. We'll have the usual promo, Bob, and we'll be coming back with none other than Rob Want Rob Watkins. Developer of the uh, Star Wars Matrix game. There you go. Talk to you soon. Hi, this is Darian Blade from www.jeditalk.com. Be sure to join us for our show every Sunday night live, where you can listen to the latest Stormtrooper Bob. Join us for our trivia contest. Listen to live interviews with authors like Michael Stackpole or Kevin J. Anderson. Also, a full two hours of Star Wars talk every week. So, remember, dark side or light, join us Sunday night. Welcome to Masterpiece Theater. On this week, we will hey, be... Hey, Yes? It's, uh, it, it's Stormtrooper Bob. Oh, quite. Stormtrooper Bob, Episode 10, Death of a Death Star. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Bob and his squad have a nice dinner as the Millennium Falcon escape from the Death Star. We join as they are carrying the body of Captain Dig in My Grave from the bridge of the Death Star. So I stood there on top of the mountain, and I was playing me bagpipes with all me soul, and then suddenly the wind kicked up and I felt a weird laugh. Shut up, Angus. No one wants to hear about your last concert. Now hurry up and help me lift his feet. Francis, you dropped his head. <laughs> like he noticed. Look, you need to have more respect for the dead. The dead are important. How would you like to be dropped on your head and have a dent in your head before we before we dispose of you? <laughs> Whatever. Just grab him. Oh, oh, my back is splitting. Oh, I can't feel my legs. Angus, can you ever feel your legs? Mm, well, no, but that doesn't mean anything. All right, Lewis, 
helping us with the legs. You know, you guys should learn to respect life a little bit more. Every life is precious. Every life should be treasured. Ah, it's just a bunch of tree-hugging hippie crap. Oh, whatever. Well, here we are at the garbage chute. Toss him in. On their way to the cafeteria, Bob and his squad walk by a viewport. Oh boy, we're coming out of hyperspace. Wonder where we are now. Ah, who cares? I'm so hungry I could graze. Yeah, we know, Angus. You've been nothing but annoying since you got shot in that foot. I should have left you in that back-to-tank. Back-to-tank, is that what that was? For a moment there, I thought you'd drop me in a huge vat of snot. Oh, but you were all nice and shiny when you got out, and that really highlights the contour of your body. Uh, he's contoured like a globe, eh? All of you shut up. Ask you two, where is that stupid droid? Right next to you, sir. Oh, okay. Where are we? We're on the Death Star, sir. Deck 14. Oh, jeez. I see you two. What system are we in? Well, we are currently orbiting the gas planet Yavin. It's believed that the rebel base is on the fourth moon. Yavin? That's where I was supposed to meet that Mon Mothma chick. Where's the shuttle bay? Okay, Lewis. Now, I've put up with you and Snice Noodles, and I've put up with you hitting on this nice woman in that bar. I am not letting you take a shuttle down to Yavin 4. I'm not. But what's the point in hitting on someone if you can't follow up? No, Lewis, you can't go. Look, we've got a mission, and speaking of which, I ask you two, what exactly are we supposed to do here again? Well, the Empire just intends to destroy Yavin 4, sir. Well, good. Then I don't have to mess with this whole date thing. No! I'm in love, eh? You can't destroy her secret hideaway. Yes, we can. So hush up. Oh, I bet the Emperor's gonna lay the smack down. It's gonna smack him down like swatting a fly with a Buick. Oh man, Vader's leaving. We better find a shuttle. I have a bad feeling about this. Are we going to Yavin? No, we're not going to Yavin. Uh. Wait, Bob. Where's Twitch? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I saw him going down to the lower decks. I think he was chasing a mouse droid. Well, shoot. Uh, he is new, but we better find him. Bob and his squad of stormtroopers go down to the lower decks of the Death Star, where they find Twitch. This'll get the mouse droid. Then I will have my revenge. Twitch, what are you doing? I cornered a mouse droid back there, and so I set up 35 metric tons of explosives to flush him out. 35 metric tons? That will blow this whole thing up. Turn it off. Uh... What now? Mmm, Sergeant Bob, there's no way to disarm it now. Okay, how long do we have before it goes off? Five minutes. Five minutes? Five minutes until the bomb goes boom? Oh, crap. Well, this is it. We gotta get to the shuttle, big guys. 
You mean this little ninny just set enough explosives to blow this station across the whole galaxy? Oh, quick! To Yavin where it's safe! Come on, everybody. Let's get to that shuttle, quick. As Bob and his squad run for the shuttle bay, the 35 metric tons of explosives ticks away to zero, and the great space battle rages outside of the Death Star. We join Bob and his squad as they start to board the shuttle. Bob. Bob. Get off the station, Bob. What? Get off the station, Bob. Dead Uncle Cletus? Uh, Bob? Who are you talking to? Uh, my dead Uncle Cletus. Uh, it, it sounded like my dead Uncle Cletus. I don't know. I heard his voice. Uh, sir, I believe the station is in danger. Shut up and get on the shuttle, droid. Bob and his squad board the shuttle and get a safe distance away from the Death Star. Meanwhile, back with the 35 megatons of explosives... One minute until detonation. And outside the battle around the Death Star... Great shot, kid! That was one in a million! Meanwhile, in the Death Star... Two stormtroopers keep watch on the exhaust port. Wow, look at that. What are they? Looks like two dead proton torpedoes. Good thing, too. It could have taken out the whole station. Those rebels will never win. Back to the 35 megatons of explosives. Three, two, one. We now join Bob and his squad as they arrive the shuttle returning to the Vengeance. Well, great, the ship's landed. You know, we are in such big trouble. Well, I guess we better go face the music, eh? Bob, we thought we'd lost you. Lord Vader arrived shortly before you. He said he was happy as most elite stormtroopers got away. Those rebels will not go unpunished for destroying our Death Star. Uh, okay. By the way, Bob, for your bravery, you've been cited a medal. Lord Vader will present it to you in an hour. Good job, Bob, as always. Uh, fine? Bob? Oh, Bob? Listen, I've kind of been thinking about a transfer. Do you know if the fashion police is accepting applications? While the rebels celebrate their victory, Bob and his squad once again somehow get out of trouble. Will Bob get more promotions? Will the rebels win the war? Will Francis get his position with the fashion police? Find out next week on... Okay, okay, I'm coming in. i got to do my final trademark. Thank you. You've done your job. Okay, I need the echo. Are we echoing? Okay, let's echo. Now we're... Join us next week on... Stormtrooper! Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait what? Wait. Who are you? I'm the original narrator. So? So I'm the one that always does the final trademark, okay? That has no bearing. I am the narrator this week. Look, if you listen to this show, you realize that the narrator position is about as stable as a California spot line. So you've done your job, here's your 350, now get out. I will not be treated like this. I am an actor. <coughs> Join us next week for another adventure of Stormtrooper Bob. This episode of Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by Billy Bob's Proton Torpedoes. You'll never have a done. This week of Stormtrooper Bob has been brought to you by www.jeditalk.com. Playing the voice of Stormtrooper Bob has been Eugene Cash. Playing the voice of Stormtrooper Angus has been Ian McCormick. 
playing the voices of Stormtrooper Francis, Stormtrooper Lewis, and Stormtrooper Twitch, have been Mark Henderson. And playing the voices of Miscellaneous was Miscellaneous. Join us next week for the next exciting episode of Stormtrooper Bob. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, Vice Roy. Roger, Roger. All Star Wars and Direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. This is Jeff Roney, creator of Tatooine TV, and you, yes you, are listening to Star Wars On Direct. And welcome back to Star Wars On Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, with me at the producer's post now, and Danny's back at Danny's, as Brian's place, Brian's took my place. It's all weird at all, just because I didn't brought my computer today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I forgot my power supply, actually. All right. So, uh, this is a very special time for us. It's one that we've been waiting for a long time because we're joined today by none other than Rob Watkins, uh, one of uh, Wizards of the Coast developers for the Star Wars miniatures. And Brian's been looking at this guy like a god. <laughs> Haven't you, Brian? A god. Hmm. Looking up to him. I love the game. All right. Well, we're going to go straight into the interview with Mr. Rob Watkins. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> so, Brian, please, I so, give you the honor. So, Rob, first we'll just start some general questions. So, what was your first contact with Star Wars? I was uh, staying with my grandmother in Michigan, and she took me to go see the first Star Wars movie. So, how old were you, approximately? I was 11. So, have you been a fan ever since then, pretty much? I have not been uh, an ardent fan. I went and saw the movies, but I didn't collect the toys or the comic books, etc. So, how did you get to work at Wizards, specifically? I uh, visited friends at Wizards of the Coast, and then a couple years ago, I was up on vacation visiting, and uh, there was someone at Wizards who was staying there till midnight every night. And I said, well, you know, I'm here on vacation. If there's something I can do to help you get out of here uh, earlier than midnight, then I'd be happy to help. And uh, that's when I got hired to work on Neopets. That was my first gig at Wizards. Okay. Um, What exactly brought you to work on Star Wars at Wizards? I was hired to, as a full-time employee, to do the Star Wars uh, work. 
I had done Neopets first, and then I moved on to Dungeons and Dragon Miniatures. And they liked what they saw there, and they offered me a one-year contract to do the Star Wars miniatures. And I asked for too much money in their mind because I would have had to maintain a residence in two different states. So that's when they decided to offer me a permanent job. Very cool. So do you play any other games, like pen and and pencil uh, RPGs or uh, collectible card games or miniatures games? I sure do. Uh, one thing we do is play the Dungeons and Dragons Eberron Mark of Heroes campaign. We try to run through and give a little play test to each of the adventure scenarios prior to them being disseminated to the public. Uh, probably for the better. We've run into some interesting situations which uh, got developed and uh, we've spared uh, the general public that experience. <laughs> uh, played Magic. Uh, recently tried Hecatomb. Uh, we played board games quite a bit. I still play Titan a lot. Uh, it's an old Avalon Hill game. Cool. I uh, play test a lot of our current board game line before they come out. I don't get to play everything, but there's just not enough time to play everything. Do you play those games at work? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> at, at, at work, quote unquote. Correct. We also play cards at lunch. For example, there's uh, we generally have around three to eight people show up for lunch, and we'll play various card games. Cool. But generally, the people who work at Wizards uh, love games, and they're a part of their lives. Very cool. So uh, now we're focusing more into the uh, how you create the minis. How do you choose a character? To you know, like say uh, a Hans, not a Han Solo, but somebody more like um, who could be like Nenyab or Wedge. Like, how do you go about choosing which characters go into which set? That you are going to have to interview Bill Slavisek for. <laughs> okay. He's uh, a co-designer. He is the director of R&D role-playing games at Wizards of the Coast, and he wrote. Uh, a very exhaustive book on everything Star Wars. It was the original encyclopedia. Uh, I forget the name of it, sorry. I actually use it at work a lot as a reference source. He's the one who pulls together about 70 to 80 names for a set and then starts whittling them down and Lucas uh, licensing looks at them and they decide which ones they would rather not have, and they make some requests based on uh, what they want to see in the game. And I will also tell him if the game needs something, if I feel we need to do something to to improve the game, if I need, uh, for example, a commander for a specific faction or something like that, that will often get added in. But ultimately, the set list is generated by Bill. Okay, so Lucasfilm just approves your list, or do they have any other uh, say in the creation of the game? They are responsible for approving it, but in that process they can make requests or even demands to uh, happen. For example, they did not want to see the mouse droid as a miniature, so uh, the mouse droid was removed. I don't know which set it was supposed to be in. 
But uh, they said, well, what is a mouse droid going to do in this game? And so they asked for us to remove it, so we got rid of it. <laughs> uh, they wanted a character that neither Bill nor I have ever heard of in uh, Upcoming Champions of Force. Oh. And uh, it takes a lot to uh, find a character in the Star Wars universe for, that Bill does not recognize. Because he's the uh, real fan of the team, and he's the one who really knows his stuff. Christopher Perkins already knows, also knows quite a bit. Nice. Okay. So, how do you choose which special abilities go to characters? Is it like, uh, do you look at the character in the films and then deduce what they would have, or uh, how do you do it exactly? Well, it was a collaborative effort for Rebel Storm. Uh, Jeff Grubb helped out a lot on that effort. I was ill during the early part of the project, but he kind of set the uh, set the pace in terms of abilities and whatnot. Jonathan Tweet was involved as well, Bill Slavisek and myself. So all four of us were involved with Rebel Storm. Uh, primarily Jeff Grubb came up with the special abilities and whatnot that you saw in Rebel Storm. Then from Clone Strike on, I uh, was responsible for most of that. The role-playing game, the Star Wars role-playing game from uh, Wizards of the Coast is a good starting point for determining what a miniature is going to have in terms of hit points, armor class, attack, special abilities, force powers, etc. Okay. Also, we concentrate on some aspect of the film to put on that character, but we don't give every character everything. It's just too much. Yeah. So, for example, a Darth Vader may be a melee-oriented uh, figure, or he may be a command figure, or he may be a force-using person and a different emphasis can be given on a character depending on which way we want to go with it. Interesting. So, um, what's the status of the RPG? Right now, nothing's getting done. Is there anything coming that you know of? The... Resources which were putting out the Star Wars role-playing game were diverted to put out the Star Wars miniatures game. We did not have enough manpower at Wizards to do both. Mm -hmm. So the role-playing game is uh, continuing to be supported through the miniatures line and also especially the Ultimate Missions books were intended to be useful for the role-playing People. So the Ultimate Missions books, are they? I've heard that they're not going to be as much role-playing. They're going to be more maps and tiles and stuff like that. When should we expect that change? So I believe the next one got repackaged uh, okay. into Attack on Endor. Okay. It will be a huge box with an ATST, I believe, three Stormtroopers, and it'll have two maps. I'm not sure if they're double-sided or not. So you either have two maps or four maps in there. And you'll have an abbreviated version of the scenario books. There'll be less, in, uh, less scenarios in there. And mm -hmm. they decided that uh, they needed to start packaging miniatures with the Ultimate Mission book. What is it, R2? Yes, R2. I know all about Star Wars Indirect. It's the live talk show dedicated to the Star Wars universe. 
A podcast? Don't get technical with me, you funny little twerp. Just go to StarWarsIndirect.com and listen to the live broadcast. Star Wars Indirect is a proud member of the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, tsfpn.com. Hi, this is Shane Felix, director of Star Wars Revelations, and you're listening to Star Wars on Direct. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. We're back again with Rob Watkins, live from his headquarters, or somewhere within Wizards right now. Uh, welcome back with us, Rob. Hello. Some uh, technical difficulties, I, I guess, uh, just part of the game. Uh, so we'll we'll go right back into the interview with Brian. So we were talking about the Star Wars RPG. I don't remember exactly where we were, but we were talking, I think, uh, it was about the Attack on Endor set a little bit, and that's how that's going to bridge the gap for the Ultimate Missions packs, right? Yes, I believe Ultimate Missions was repackaged in that format. So are we going to see more Attack on Endor-like sets, do you think? I think we'll have to see how well the Attack on Endor set does first. Okay. So, um, obviously we have the Attack on Endor set for um, November. Or no, sorry, that's January. And before that's the ATAT. Is there anything past that that you can tell us about? Champions of Force will be the next 60-figure set. And does that have a starter with it? That will not have a starter. Okay. Um, are there any other sets after that that, that will have a starter? Uh, the next set after that will not have a starter. It will have huge figures, though. That one is tentatively known as Bounty Hunters, but the name has not gotten final approval yet. Interesting. So, um, you, I know you were at Celebration 3, and what were your impressions of that uh, whole weekend? There was a whole lot of... Uh, very rabid fans who really enjoyed the Star Wars universe. It was uh, awesome to see 400 people dressed up as stormtroopers coming down the street. Uh, I was a little disappointed with the amount of programming. It seemed like the function which most people spent their time in was waiting in line. Yeah. I'm more familiar with uh, the game-oriented conventions like Gen Con or Origins, and there's so many more things to do that all those people get spread out into different events and they don't have the lines whereas at Celebration there was you know maybe a dozen things to do so you take all those people and you put them in 12 lines and it gets pretty ordinary <laughs> so um, are there any figures that we can expect to see in upcoming sets that you'd like to tantalize us with that or that you can well, let's see in the ad ad set there'll be an ad ad <laughs> <laughs> How's that work? <laughs> <laughs> that, that that is very teasing of you. <laughs> uh, the attack on Endor will have the ATST and three stormtroopers from, I believe, two are from Rebel Storm and one is from Universe. I'm not certain. I can't remember. And oh. then there'll be Champions of Force, which will have Force users throughout the history of Star Wars, so from 4,000 years back to the New Jedi Order. There'll be selections from all over there. Cool. Great. And then the Bounty Hunters will be very fringe-heavy, the heaviest of the uh, sets in fringe, and it will, of course, have 
Many bounty hunters and their prey. Obviously. Cool. cool. Very cool. So, um, I go on the Wizards board, and there's a lot of people that use Vassal to play against each other. Has Wizards looked into this at all? I just, I just thought about it. It's always interesting to see, like, you don't even actually need to play, to buy the game to play it. It's already, it's free. Do you think that undercuts you guys at all? To be honest, we haven't looked at it at all. I, uh, had intended to go and try to play a couple games on it, but I never seemed to find the time. Okay. Uh, that would be a question for our legal department if they want to pursue it. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, do you, do you feel a little bit like the, uh, the, the the musical industry in that fact that a little bit like MP3s you're kind of being robbed minis. Personally, I don't feel that way. I, I feel that it's a, a good venue for people who live in more isolated areas who don't have an opportunity to play face to face on a table for them to enjoy the game. That's true. Well, for, from my friend in Peru, I can say thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Now, whether whether Wizards approves of it or not, I can't say. <laughs> Okay, and now uh, some more uh, uh, questions have been sent in to us. So, um, which character has been the most difficult to develop for the game, for you? Darth Bane. Okay. Oh. There were, are so many different interpretations of Darth Bane that it took a, a long time to figure out which aspect of him uh, we were going to use. Then when we finally figured it out, Lucas said, oh, please use this other one. Oh, thanks. I'll start over. <laughs> <laughs> so he won't have his little organic armor on. I forget what it's called. He, yeah. wear, he wears some kind of organic webbing for yeah. some significant part of his uh, career, but mm -hmm. he won't have that one. We'll have a different Darth Bane. Okay. But really, a lot of the figures design themselves. It's pretty easy to do. The more troublesome ones are... C-3PO's, the R2-D2's, the Mon Mothma's of the world, the ones who aren't really combatants. you got to find a way for them to fit into a miniatures-oriented game when they are not known for their martial prowess. So things like the Gonk Power Droid are a lot more difficult to design than a Stormtrooper. They like, are? Like uh, Newt Gunray? Excuse me? New, like Newt Gunray out of the latest set? Exactly. You have to find a way, uh, uh, a role for him to fill even though he never really did anything on screen that warranted being put in a miniatures game. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Um, we also have, what is your favorite sculpt? I'll think on that and come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a lot of people that feel that um, they haven't been able to get to the Clone Strike set yet, and we've heard that it won't be put out again, reissued. Is there, uh, is there a reason behind that, or are you not sure on it yourself? I believe we have a policy that we can reprint within the first nine months of its initial release as part of that release. And once we get past nine months, then we don't reprint anymore. And that's the policy I believe they're using for Star Wars miniatures. Are we past that nine-month window? I'm not sure. I, I believe. think we're in the last little... We're in the last... I think It was in November 2004? Yeah. It's, it's the last probably over. Yeah. So either it's going to hit imminently or it's not coming at all, and I believe it's the latter. I don't I don't think it's coming at all. Okay. So um, obviously the boarded map for the Revenge of the Sith starter was a hit. Are we going to be getting more of those? Of the mounted ones? Yeah. Not at this time. We need another starter 
for a mounted board to go into, and we do not have plans for a starter. Okay. Uh, we were thinking about putting one in Champions of the Force, but they felt that we have enough Revenge of the Sith starters to uh, last us through that time period. Okay. So, uh, is there any plans to incorporate uh, official rules for the for more a three D gameplay? So, elevation, for example. Exactly. I believe it got addressed uh, by J.D. Weicker in the Ultimate Missions books. Uh, we certainly, before even Rebel Storm, we, we certainly looked at it, and it often adds a level of complexity which, in our mind, just wasn't worth it in the base game. We were striving to get a simpler game that played faster, and we did not feel that elevation accomplished that. We have limited elevation in the flight rules, Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's about it right now. If you want to incorporate elevation in your game, then you can, I believe, refer to the Ultimate Missions books and get some rules there. But for example, the Clone Strike map with the arena on Geonosia, that for tournament play is going to be flattened. Okay. So instead of having a ledge that you jump up or down on, you can simply walk across it because we did not want to introduce elevation into the sanctioned play environment. Okay. Um, we have another question about, uh, as opposed to the D&D games, it has, there are only three kinds of rarity. There's the common, uncommon, and rare. Is there any reason why you chose, or Wizards chose to put uh, another level and put very rare? That's because Wizards owns Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. We don't own Star Wars, so we have final approval on all the Dungeons & Dragons miniatures. Lucas has final approval on all the Star Wars miniatures. If we need to take off uh, what they're called deco-ops, decoration operations, which is an individual step in the creation process, it's either gluing a piece together or putting an eye on or painting something white, whatever. They're all called deco-ops. And the miniatures are rated in the number of steps that are required to create them. And since we had to duplicate that which appeared in the Star Wars movies, we would have to provide the number of deco-ops required to make it look right. And if it went over budget... We couldn't do anything about it because it still had to look like a stormtrooper. It still had to look like Greedo, etc. Yeah. So, therefore, we needed to add a fourth rarity level, uh, primarily for the really complex figures that take multiple pieces. Some of the very rares take four to six pieces to put together. Or they have a great number of paint steps, like 43 to 80, which... Oh, we only have three rarity levels we couldn't afford to do. So you'd either be paying a lot more for your product or we simply wouldn't be doing those figures. So it was basically done in order to be able to produce the Star Wars miniatures so that they look like the miniatures from the movies, the, the characters from the movies. Okay. Um, do you have any advice for players that want to start the s- start playing miniatures and we're looking for somewhere to start? I would suggest starting with the latest starter, which would be the Revenge of the Sith starter. And uh, it's got, I believe, six pieces in there for a simple three-on-three. And they can 
check it out and see if they like it. And if they do, then they can expand from there. For example, the demo we did at Gen Con uh, just last week was using the Revenge of the Sith starter, and we added two battle, no, three battle droids to Grievous's side, and a clone trooper commander to Kenobi's side. So it was a little bit more involved of a, an experience than the three-on-three. Three. Okay. Um, can you tell us how many s- sets are planned? Like that you have a contract for, like how many can we expect? How long can we expect the game to last? Uh, right now, I have five projects on my schedule. One, we have the Adat, then the Endor pack, then we have Champions of Force and the uh, Bounty Hunters, and then we have which uh, the Starship game. Okay. Which will be a separate game, and that's uh, a big question mark, because I don't know how much time that's taking, so I'm not sure what's coming after it. You just got Sebastian very excited, and you, you dropped him down there. I was, like, <laughs> I was basically like, Starship Games, yes, it's going to be separated. No! <laughs> I, one of my questions was actually, are we going to be able to see any gunships coming into the game? Oh, uh, we do not have plans at this time for those. Don't think they work as a huge. I think they're larger than huge. It would take something on the order of uh, the AT-AT release to do the gunship. Yeah. All right. Any any particular reason for which the uh, bark speeder is actually huge and not only a large? The dimensions given to us uh, by Lucas indicated it should be a huge. So. It's kind of stuck between being a very, very large large or the smallest of the huges, and it turned out to go into the smallest of the huges. All right. Okay. Should I um, go on with the, the fans' question now, Brian? Yes, go for it, Sebastian. Um, well, we've got Rebels come from the chat. He's asking a lot of questions, one you actually, actually answered already, which was, what's in the Ender set? Uh, after that... Uh, will there be more crossover with the minis in the future? What type of crossovers? With the RPG and all that. You will certainly see, if you are astute, you can compare some of the miniatures to uh, some of the RPG material, and you'll be able to recognize some of the characters depicted in those books. So, for example, the Dark Side Marauder, you'll be able to find that person. Mm-hmm. You already have, uh, I believe, the Dark Side Adept came from artwork from the role-playing game, etc. Yeah. All right. And now that I've had some time, I think my favorite sculpt, I'll, I'll have to go with Boba Fett on that one. Cool. Very good. I like that one, too. <laughs> I think we have some trouble with faces, and the fact that he's got a helmet on makes it just look that much better. <laughs> hard to do miniature eyes and lips. It is. Um, what's your reaction to the R2-D2 turtle complaints? Uh, do you have any opinion on it? Uh, we looked into it, and we changed the standardized format for tournament play such that you get credit for being at the center of the board. And that's our uh, intended, our first of our intended solutions on it. Are there any more coming? Uh, yes. You'll have the ability to blow up doors. Ooh, sweet. All right. Uh, now we've got some questions from Helen. Uh, which you prefer, 
Either pen and pencil or CPU games? I enjoy them both. So I, I've played both uh, for quite some time. So uh, I think there's a time and a place for everything. I, I guess I generally prefer the pen and paper because you're sitting there playing with other people, but when they're not available to play with, then uh, I think the computer games are a fine way to spend your time. Similarly, I, I would prefer to play Star Wars miniatures on the table with people, but if I was stuck somewhere, like fighting in Iraq or something, and could use Vassal to play, then I would do that. All there right. you go. Uh, you, you almost answered that question already, but how much do you think a new player should have to invest into the miniatures games? I think they should just start with the, a starter and uh, take it from there and see if they enjoy it and if they have friends to play with and expand as they see fit. All right. But uh, I would start small. <laughs> in case, you know, you, you got to find someone who likes it. Yeah, that's it. And uh, do you think that the stores who are selling the miniatures should make that possibility of finding other fans and other gamers like you easily? Yes, we try to support that through organized play. They have retailer kits that they send out that have new maps, tiles, alternative paints for miniatures, etc. And we're hoping they run little events once a week, or as they see fit, where the people who are interested in playing can all come together and play for a little while and give them some support for doing, you know, coming together, give them basically a bribe to show up. Okay. Um, there's been talk of a mail order figure. So if you ha if you bought X amount of huges, you can send in the receipt or something like that, proof of purchase, and you would be getting a special edition figure or something in the mail from Wizards. Is there any developments you can tell us on that? Maybe shoot it down or give us more information? I have never heard of such a thing. Okay. Take the baseball bat and kill it to the ground. <laughs> uh, we've got a few more questions from Rebels Come again. Um, some fans are actually uh, a little bit worried about the longevity of the game, basically the time between starters. Uh, do you have any actually worries on that? Worries on the period of time that the game will actually expand onto between starters. Well, the reason. Uh The reason we're not doing a starter with uh, in an upcoming expansion, Champions of the Force, is because we produced a few too many for Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So they're continuing to sell those rather than put a new one out. And they believe they have enough starters to last for quite some time. Okay. All right. Non-randomized format did not go over particularly well. Well, I think the board more than made up for it because I love the board. It's my favorite great, so far. But uh, when the price went up, I think five dollars, and you only got six miniatures. Some people balked at it. But so, speaking of the board, um, is there, if I may make a suggestion, is there any way that in the the, the kits for playing with the clubs and, and the official league of miniatures that we can get a little convert your uh, your maps to board maps, little kit kind of thing? How to mount a board? Yeah, well, mounted or just like plastified or something. We have no plans of doing anything like that. You certainly could get it done. Uh, at the conventions, I've seen, I'm not even sure how they do it, the big, thick sheets of plastic on both sides of the board, making it a big plastic-covered uh, map. 
Uh, you could probably go to a printer and get one mounted. Okay. Okay. Um, By the way, the uh, Ultimate Missions uh, map for Tatooine, etc., they are being updated and released through the retailer kits. Okay. Yeah, we already got Limbs. the Tatooine. They're on a higher quality paper. They're really nice, single-sided, and uh, we're going to make those legal for tournament play. Awesome. Um, a lot of people have been complaining about uh, the universe huge distribution nightmare, as they call it. Um, do you have any explanation about that? Because uh, sometimes I personally got two very rares in the same booster, and there's some people that there's some miniatures that always come in the same case. I have. I am aware of people's issues. I am. I haven't received enough information to act upon it. Okay. We strive to have a pseudo-random environment. It's not truly random because we don't want people to, for example, buy a case and not get a very rare at all. Yeah, I It's not truly random, but it is relatively close. And when it is random, you're going to have multiple very rares. You're going to get more very rares or whatnot or whatever you're looking for in some boxes, and you're going to get less in others. And oftentimes you hear about the people who got less, not the ones who were happy. And so we need to figure out whether we have a real problem with our randomization, or is it? are we just hearing about the people who got the lesser part of the randomized product? Well, I have to say, I didn't have any problems with my three cases. They were perfectly random. I actually really liked getting two very rares in the same booster. It was quite, you know... I got a big smile on my face. I felt very lucky. Um, Star the Star Wars universe seems to be uh, filled with time to time deception, meaning that there's a lot of things that seems to be promised to certain uh, circle of fans, but then in the end, actually ends up being offered to all, all the fans out there. Um, Rebelscom was asking us about the. Uh, the the retailer kits in the in the in the chat room right about now, and I was just wondering for for those fans who haven't been part of the league for let's say the past year, will there be a special kind of box that they're going to be able to buy from uh, from you guys with the whole maps they lost they they, they didn't get in the in there? Uh, the answer is no. They will not. There will not be a standalone product to buy. However, organized play will run the same stuff in multiple months for the retailer kits. So the maps, if you didn't get them the first time, you can get them later. Okay. So they've, uh, they're putting them out more than one month each. Okay. But uh, So if they're worried about it, they should contact their retailer and try to get in as early as possible. And then there'll be others that uh, perhaps some of the retailers still have things left and they're waiting for people to show up and play and they can give away that which they were intended to give away in the first place, but perhaps they did not get critical mass on their numbers. Well, I know in Quebec we need we would love to have more more uh, retailer kits because there are s more stores than there are retailer kits that want them. And I know I've spoken with a few people, and that's that's the issue here. There's not enough retailer kits for everyone who wants them. I believe stores can order multiple kits. Yeah, but they're they're not they're not they're not getting them. I, I don't know what the thing is, but 
we haven't seen them. I will mention to uh, Ian Richards that uh, Quebec is having issues. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, fairly, uh, fairly quickly, basically, uh, you did mention about that the Ultimate Mission books will be repacked with the Ender set. Uh, will Will we ever see Ultimate Mission books standalone again? Do not know. I don't see one on the event horizon in the near future. It, it got repackaged with uh, the ATST. They wanted to put miniatures with the Ultimate Missions books. Okay. All right. Uh, so I've got only two more questions for you, and okay. that, and then we'll go into the Star Wars Sun Direct Liner, which we have all of our guests g- uh, go for. Unless Bill is available. Well, <laughs> even if le- if Bill is available, we'll have to do <laughs> yeah. the liner. Uh, so ever since you started working on the Star Wars miniatures, are you a bigger Star Wars fan than you were before, or not? Assuredly. I know so much more about Star Wars than I did before I started. When I got hired, I said, I'm a game designer. I, I'm not a big Star Wars goob. I've seen the movies, but I, I have not let it influence my life the way some have. And, uh, you know, I basically said, hey, I design games, but this is just uh, entertainment to me. It's not a lifestyle. And they said, okay, that's all right. We have enough people who treat it as a lifestyle at Wizards already, and they just uh, signed me up to design and develop All right. the miniatures game. Well, I think that sometimes it's good to have people from the outside to give you another point of view, which is what Star Wars is all about, point of views. It's, yeah, it's kind of awesome when you are working with the guy who wrote the Bible, basically. Bill's <laughs> <laughs> um, been involved with Star Wars since he went and saw Star Wars, I don't know how many times, 51 times or something, the year it came out. Ouch. That's a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the exact number, but it's way more than I've ever seen it. Wish I'd been there. <laughs> um, and basically, we we get the impression that your office doesn't look like a collector's room with all the mini sets all around the place. But can we can, can we ask you if you had if you actually have any on the uh, on the top of your computer screen? I used to have some on top of my computer screen, and then they replaced my monitor with this flat screen thing. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have an LCD screen? <laughs> yeah, there's not much room up there anymore. Uh, what I had up there was, uh, I had my first squad, which I used in our internal tournament. I basically built a squad with R2-D2 and droids to repair, so I had IG-88, 4LOM. T3PO, R2-D2, and Han Solo, I believe, was the composition. It was a 100-point squad. And the only other thing I had up on... I had the huge gold dragon from uh, Giants of Legends from um, D&D Miniatures. I had one of the pre-production gold dragons. That was an example of a, a miniature which had Deco Ops removed. To okay. make it fall within budget, and I felt it did a disservice to that figure, and it doesn't look nearly as good as it initially had on the Paintmaster because they just removed a bunch of the washes and whatnot, which made it a really striking figure. And okay. so I made sure I kept 
one of the early pre-production uh, models of the Gold Dragon. That was up there. And then I also had a collection of Rebel Storm miniatures that were before painting. They're all plain black plastic or they have clear pieces if they have clear plastic before they got infused with color for the lightsabers. And uh, these were early pre-production models for us to sign off on. Hey, is this what we really want? And so, for example, there's a, a Boba Fett with the clear plastic uh, exhaust because we were initially going to do Boba Fett with an infused uh, clear plastic flame exhaust, and it Ooh. didn't turn out correct, so we ended up, uh, it's flat black and painted is what we finally went with. But he looks kind of neat rising up on his clear column. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Uh, one last question before the liner, because you just reminded me of something. Uh, in some of the retailer kits, we were offered the Blast... Uh, blast map, which is actually printed on clear plastic. Uh, is there any chances that in the future we're going to be able to see add-on maps, which are actually printed on clear plastic, to add to the uh, the clear map that we got in the first uh, uh, the first boosters of uh, well starters of uh, Clone Strike? I'm sorry, you got a clear map? Well, the clear plastic blast uh, measurement sheets. Oh, the templates or yeah, whatever the yeah, that's thing it. had the commander radius and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, you will certainly see them if we can think of things to put on them. All right. Okay. Ian cool. comes to me about once a month and says, "Hey, what can we put in retailer kits?" <laughs> so uh, you know, we don't have the templates like D and D miniatures has. We don't have cone effects, things like that. So there's it's not as much suited to go on that clear plastic. But if we can think of things, then yeah, you'll see it again. All right. Or if you have suggestions, let me know and we'll see if we can make them come to fruition. Please, please don't junk mail us because there might be a lot coming. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy bastard. Well, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, now's the time for the Star Wars Sun Direct Liner unless the producer's Attempting to tell me something? No, okay. So, uh, the liner simply goes, Hi, this is Rob Watkins, content developer for Wizards of the Coast, and you are listening to Star Wars on Direct. Uh, you can add up whatever you want between the Rob, Watskin, wa- Rob Watkins and you are listening to Star Wars on Direct. It's up to you, really. So, feel free to go whenever you want. Is it on direct or indirect? On, on direct. On direct. Yeah. So, I can start whenever I want? Whenever you want. This is Rob Watkins, designer and developer for Star Wars Miniatures for Wizards of the Coast. You are listening to Star Wars on on direct. Indirect? Ah! <laughs> do one more. That's okay. You can do a second one. It's on direct. It's yep. on direct. Like Han Solo. Star Wars on direct. Yeah. All right. This is Rob Watkins, designer and developer for Star Wars Miniatures. You are listening to Star Wars on direct. That's good. Perfect. That's perfect. Do you want me to see if Bill's available? Well, if... But... <laughs> we can always call him back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe okay. maybe talk to him about okay. us and we will That's see. It. Let him know we're interested in getting him on because we want to see him... Uh, we want to talk to him about the Bible that he wrote, which was really good. Are you familiar with what it is? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes, we are. It's a guide... Uh, 
It's the encyclopedia. It's, it's the uh, ultimate the guide. Una- the unof- isn't it the unofficial Star Wars no, encyclopedia? It's no, no, no. Oh, okay. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate guide to the Star Wars universe. The encyclopedia is different. A guide to the Star Wars. Universe. Yeah. The Guide to the Star Wars Universe by Bill Slavichek. And I it's it's great. I that's the third home. edition. Is it, yeah, that's, isn't there like three? Yeah, yeah. that's a, the latest one. I think that's um, the green, the red, and blue. Anyway, Rob, we'd love to have you back on the show. If you will come back on to maybe for the next expansion, if you'd like to come on. Um, it's been a great interview. Thank you very much. Thank okay, you very, very much. that's fine. Like, you know, when the ad act comes out, if you want to talk about it, then we can talk about it. Oh, sure. And, of course, if if you have anything to tease us with, like, the few next kits, like Champions of the Force, uh, Bounty Hunters, uh, Rebelscum was actually mentioning uh, Universe Huge 2, which I believe is actually what your Bounty Hunters. Bounty Hunters. Uh, feel free to let us know, and we'll be happy to actually mention it on the show. Okay. I, I'm not sure it's going to be called Bounty Hunters. The first thing was Scum and Villainy, but uh, I think the one they're trying to get through legal is Bounty Hunters. Sounds that pretty cool. That will be approved by the law. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for being on the show, Rob. You're welcome. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. And right. there you go. After some technical problem, we gone through... Yep, and we'll fix it up for the oh uh, yeah. podcast and everything. So uh, and we n- now we've got like the designer skit of Rebel Storm, so we can actually try and play that kit. We're gonna have to do that. So do we uh, do we mention something you talked of the air or nope no nope. okay <laughs> 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 we know stuff <laughs> oh my god and just for our friends listening to us over at Lucasfilm, we just want to say that we know something. We're not gonna mention it. But we would like you to acknowledge the fact that sometimes we can't shut up. We're not going to report it? We're not... You're just like... (laughs) (laughs) You're really... I'm a bastard. Oh, that report thing. Okay, so our next show will be uh, September 6th, 2005. I got it. I can do it, too. No, I got it. What do you mean you got uh, it? You want to fight? I got it. I got it. So, Sebastian, it will be Star Wars on Direct uh, number 54. What's the subject? Uh, we're not sure yet, but it's probably going to be... S- it could be... Uh, something the around the realm the of uh, the uh, Star Wars Insiders top yeah, 10 uh, or 20... It's the uh, best, top moment, 20, uh, best moment in you. Yeah. yeah. It could be that, or the uh, the one we've talked about the last show, uh, will the TV... Uh, will be the canon or EU? Be canon or EU. We could do an EU show. It's too... It's it would be too long. We have to anyway. We'll go more precise, yeah. And we'll announce our subject sometimes this week. That's oh yes. It. Um, so if you have any comments, you can send us an email uh, about our upcoming. If you want any suggestions for upcoming subjects, uh, comments about the show, questions, suggestions to things to put into retail kits for yeah, Star Wars miniatures, folks. <laughs> goofball. <laughs> uh, so it'll be studio at swndirect.com to send those comments to. Or you can leave a message on our blog or on our message board. Our new message board. Our very new message board. That's right. Which will be able to be found over at our official website shortly. Shortly after the show. Uh, of course, if you'd like to become a partner of, or a sponsor, you can send an email to info at swendirect.com. If you did like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. 
Word to mouth is, after all, the best publicity we can have by our listeners. You can bring a friend to the next show, hopefully, and you can add our URL to your message board signatures, etc., etc., etc. Star Wars on Direct is, after all, a best, a really good background noise for playing miniatures. It is. Just saying. <laughs> but, but you know what, Sebastian? When we play miniatures, and like we have other people around, it's like they're listening to Star Wars on Direct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's us guys. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. All right. Uh, for those of you who are in the Montreal, basically Quebec general area, you can always come to the Valette Cur uh, on St. Denis Street here in Montreal on one Saturday per month. I think the next one will be second or third uh, Saturday of September. So feel free to drop by and join us into our fun games. Join the league and get the freebie stuff from the retail kits, which are really, really nice. I uh, would like to take a second to thank our sponsors, FederationToys.com, SitClan.net, of course our web host, Simple-Net.ca, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, which can be found at TSFPN.com, our partners, newly added PlanetFandom.com, hail to the fanboys and girls, AnakinAndHisAngels.com, what do you, it's AnakinAndHisAngel.com, there's no S, I, I gotta work on my damn pronunciation problem. Nerf-Order-Anonymous.net The largest collection of Star Wars references and actors Trek Wars The Furry Conflict audio drama Which can be found over at FurryConflict.com And of course true links over at PlanetFandom.com Millennium Falcon Galactic Hunter Who are still keeping collectors on target Thank you for all those great images you're bringing us Every week uh, T-Bone Star Wars Universe and the Galactic Senate's message boards available at StarWarsWithAZ.com and StarWarsFanWorks.com the home of Star Wars Fan Audio all these links are available in the partner section of our website uh, Danny, do you have got anything to say? Yeah, we just received an email it's a Star Wars Action News Podcast it's a new podcast that features uh, dedicated especially to Star Wars collecting Alright uh, with, special fo- <laughs> with special focus on the Asbro and Kenner action figure hosted by Arnie and Marjorie C a husband and wife collecti- collecting team in, in Springfield, Springfield Illinois. Illinois it's at reviews Star Wars not reviewstarwars.com well we'll most definitely check this out and hopefully next week I won't have to do a collecting segment and we can just play these guys instead mm. aren't you funny no. <laughs> ain't I a lazy bastard <laughs> lazy bastard all right, uh, I have I have a, um, a special request, a no? quick uh, Seb's crazy theory. Oh yeah. Welcome to Sebastian's ultimate crazy theory. <laughs> Brian's kind of signaling me something. I'm not too sure. He's like, I want to go there or something. Yes. Oh, you want to go? Yeah. Oh, y- so you want me to finish quicker? Yeah. Well, this time I don't have to pack my stuff, so you're okay. We're going to yeah. go fast. Well, Sifo Diaz, we were just coming back on the train from SFX. I woke up and I'm like, for some reason, thinking of Sifo Diaz. So you bolt upright and you're like, Sifo Diaz. Yes. And I just figured out what it meant. Well, at least his first name. What, you know, George Lucas being such a NASCAR fan, I figured that Sifo meant slow and fast out. Okay. And Diaz, had it been written with an I, would have been die in a second, but it's with a Y, so I'm not really sure what it means. We'll have to work on that, and we'll come back next week with some more of Sebastian's crazy theories. So for uh, so uh, for everyone at Star Wars on Direct, 
my good friend Sebastian and our, my other good friend Danny, the producer. Put some this is Brian into it. from Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, saying good night and see you next time. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swonzerec.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show is part of the Out of This World Entertainment on the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, tsfpn.com. Toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> at planetfandom.com. <laughs> Sir, if you'll not be meeting me, I'll close down for a while.